Hello, I'm Andrew Suskind, and I'm a psychotherapist and author based on the west side of Los Angeles since 1992, specializing in trauma and addictive compulsive behaviors. Welcome to my podcast, named after my recent book, It's Not About the Sex. Here we have honest conversations related to compulsive sexual behavior and trauma, all from a sexual health perspective. Our intention is to offer fresh viewpoints and practical strategies toward establishing greater intimacy and a more deeply connected life. Let's begin. Good afternoon, Sue. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm very good. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm actually having a really great day, so I feel good. Good energy today. Excellent. It's it's dry today. We've had a lot of rain for for a change. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now that you say it, that's probably the reason because there was actually sunshine hitting my face today and uh, not just lighter shades of gray. But yeah, it's been quite the haul. It has been and we're expecting more over the weekend, but it, it's not really um, unusual for, for moods to be affected by the rain. As we know, they've come up with a diagnosis called seasonal affective disorder, and many of us have it in, in one shape or another, but we don't usually experience much of it here, but this has just been an unusual January. And and here we are in, in the second week of January of the new year. And so how, how was your new year? How was your new year's and your holidays? It was pretty mellow. It was pretty good. And like you said, it was raining. New year's, I think, was torrential. Uh, but we did meet up with some friends. And it was really nice. It was good to kind of have those rainy days other than it being dark. But it did give me time to actually do some rainy day stuff, which we don't get very often. Exactly. So um, had some time to really clean out the clutter physically, um, but looking forward to doing that a little more mentally <laughs> going forward. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do a little bit of that mentally today. Oh, that sounds great. How was yours? How was your New Year's? Totally mellow, really quiet, exactly what I wanted it to be. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. So oftentimes this this time of year we think about or we hear about new year's resolutions do you have any opinion about new year's resolution what i would really like to do this year is to set the intention to um, create some more downtime for myself sure i i agree wholeheartedly that sounds excellent maybe we can be accountable to each other on that oh my gosh <laughs> I need that. <laughs> so I heard you use the word intention rather than resolution as, as you were talking. And I actually lean in that direction as well. I, I think about intentions as much more flexible, much more expansive, and 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 not so not that there's anything wrong with goals, but but not so structured and um and kind of rigid. Right. Mm. And so we're going to be talking about something called visioning today. And visioning is really a form of intentions. And um, part of what is important to me about this particular talk is that back in 2000, when I was in a coach training program and I, I was working with a coach, I started to hear the word visioning for the very first time. It, I'd never heard it before. 
And, and so a lot of coaches use the word visioning when, when working with their clients and when they're helping them, their clients start to take a broader look at, at the future, right? So it's all about uh, future-focused, intention-oriented kind of discussions, right? And, and, and curiosities and exploration. And I, I first heard the word, by the way, from Jack Canfield. Some people might know Jack Canfield from the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you if that's that's the name I was thinking. Yeah, yeah he's this, the same guy that dates us a little bit because that takes us back to the 90s. And, um, and he wrote another book called The Success Principles. And today's discussion is really based on his visioning exercise from The Success Principles. So I want to give him all the credit for what we're going to be discussing today, because it, it really got me excited way back then around 2000. And it still is something that is very useful in my life and, and with my clients. Nice. All right. So uh, what exactly is visioning? Well, it's interesting. When I think about visioning, I actually think about what visioning is not. So I'm going to start okay. with what 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 it's not first. It's not about rigid expectations. It's not about resolutions, the way we think of them around New Year's. It's not about rigid goal setting in any shape or form. And it's not about what others want for you or what you feel you're supposed to do, right? It's not about obligation or, or how others believe you need to be in the world or, or is important for you. This is a real soul searching exercise. When I say soul searching, I, I'm really talking about listening to your deeper rhythm, right? The rhythm within. And it's not always easy to listen to what's truly going on inside of us, right? There's a lot of static in our lives, both externally and internally. And so what he talks about and what I, I talk with my clients all the time about is asking yourself what you truly want and desire. Mm, yep. Right. Asking yourself what you truly want and desire and then listening to what that is. It may change over time, but trying to listen to what that want, that desire may be and, and see if it really lines up with your heart's intentions. Right. And it's interesting. Um, that word desire, because I think it's great that you go deeper, because a lot of times people think they desire all these things that are coming at us externally, like ads on the TV or things you see on the internet, you know, like, I desire this and I desire that. But you're talking about going really deep and like, what is it really that you desire mm -hmm. and asking yourself and trusting yourself with whatever answer that it is that you get. So I like that. I also want just wanted to say that, and thank you for for pinpointing that. That I actually steer away from the word needs, even though mm -hmm. needs are important, right? Physiological needs, sexual needs, material needs. All of these things are important, but wants and desires have a different texture to them. And what's important about distinguishing is that you're right. It's not about ordering things on Amazon. Right. It's not right. about um, accumulation of of stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Right. It's more about 
I, what are you, what really matters most to you? I mean, if we really look at it, we're talking about things like purpose, uh, meaning, and and core values, right? So it's it's in that neighborhood that we're really talking about wants and desires. Okay. Yeah. Is there any time frame or really any right way to go about doing this? I don't really ascribe to the idea of right or wrong. So I, I don't think there's a right way per se to do this, but I do believe it's something to pace yourself with, that it's not just something you sit down and scribble down and, and finish in one sitting. I know when I did the visioning exercise 23 years ago for the first time, I took it on a hike with me. And I have a particular place up in the Santa Monica mountains where I just like to sit because it's a view of the ocean and it's just beautiful up there, probably a little muddy right now with all of the rain we've been having. Yeah. But, um, but to really set aside time and space in a place that you enjoy, it could be on a hike, it could be at the beach or, or a lake it could be in your favorite chair or sofa. It, it doesn't have to be anywhere in particular. So, so it's re- the, the exercise is really meant to be customized according to what works best for you and to be really flexible, right? Mm-hmm. But what's most important, I would say, is that it's supposed to give you the freedom to play with the possibilities. That was the phrase that was shared with me a long time ago. It's not that anything has to happen, but it's simply what could happen. That's what my coach mm-hmm. Sam told me. It's not that anything has to happen. Instead, it's simply what could happen. And for a perfectionist like me, that was really liberating because what she was basically telling me was just imagine what could be. Don't lock yourself into being so realistic. Don't feel like you have to make it happen or make any pressure around it, but just enjoy the process. Canfield says, don't hold back, even if you think it's not possible right now, right? So don't hold back, even if you think it's not possible right now. So when you're writing around the visioning exercise, it's just really important to know there's no right or wrong to give yourself a space where it works to to write, to think, to feel, you know, to imagine, and and to know that you're just playing with the possibilities, right? And that whatever comes out is absolutely great. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait to get started on this. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, give yourself permission to do it too, right? I mean... For sure. Yeah. Carve out the time. So how does this exercise work? Well... I generally use 12 months as a standard time frame for the visioning exercise, right? I personally, for whatever reason, about a year feels like as far as I want to go. Now, if that feels like too much, just shorten the time frame. Some people want might want to do 90 days or six months, right? But if you want to make it bigger, if you want to expand the time frame to two years, three years, or even five years, Sure, give that a try. Often in corporate uh, settings, they will do a five-year vision, sometimes even a 10-year vision, mm, okay. because they're really looking at the big picture for their trajectory of whatever projects they're working on. So my belief is that you'll know what works best for you. If it's too much, you shorten it. If it's, if it's not enough, you expand it. 
And I, I think about the three bears, you know, the three bears, yeah, you don't you don't want the bed to be too soft. You don't want it to be too hard. You want it to be just right. But for me, I've, I've really landed on the one year time frame. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Can you have shorter ones and longer ones? Or is it just the one vision? Or do you recommend like maybe having a six month vision and then a 12 month vision? Or does that end up getting too cloudy? You know, it's worth a try. I, I'm not a believer that there's a, a right. right or wrong. I think it's more trial and error to see what fits for you. I think doing one at a time is probably more concise and specific to whatever you're envisioning. You know, I, I, I think it's really up to you to decide, but I, I, I would start with one particular time frame, And then if you want to do it again, try a different time frame. Now, I, I've been doing visioning exercises almost every year for the past 23 years. So every year, it's a little bit different how I have structured it, right? I've made it more customized. But I, I think that, um, again, trial and error, trial and error, and you will know for yourself over time what works best. Great. All right. So um, why don't we go ahead and demonstrate parts of this exercise. Absolutely. I thought you would never ask. <laughs> so what I thought we would do is, is give our audience a sample of, of visioning directly from Canfield's outline. Okay. So he breaks it down into seven different areas. And Sue, would you mind, do you have the seven areas in front of you? Or would I you do like have me them. To... Oh, excellent. Go, go ahead and read just the seven areas one at a time. Okay, so we have finances, career, business goals, free time, family time, and friend time, um, health, appearance, relationships, personal growth, and making a difference. Great. So I have this idea when you said these out loud, that if, if Jack Canfield was sitting with us today, <laughs> that he would probably say, you know what? since that time that I developed this, I've modified it and, and, and I encourage you to modify it because these are just a, a beginning uh, version of, of starting the, the juices flowing. But I think what he did was he, he tried to identify the areas that seem most prominent for most people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. His instruction is to write about each of these areas and what he, we won't go through all of the seven areas in detail, but under each seven of, of the seven areas are specific questions. So we're just going to play with one particular area to demonstrate what that would look like. And we're going to obviously, obviously be talking about this out loud, but in general, this is a writing exercise. And um, I always recommend that people take a week or two, maybe even longer to to write about it and enhance it and, and spend a lot of time with it and then share it with somebody who they trust. Because once we share it out loud, it becomes even more real mm -hmm. and oftentimes more um, accountable. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to share. I felt like when you were talking about this at the beginning, that that was going to be a huge piece of it for me is to share it. Right. 
and we're going to be doing that together. Go ahead and and share the area that we discussed ahead of time, and and you if you could read the heading. And then the questions under the heading, that would be great. Sure. All right. We're going to start with um, free time, family time, or a friend time, as you amended it. If you could have any amount of free time you wanted, what would it look like? How many days off a year do you want? What kinds of vacation experiences and trips do you want to go on? What would your hobbies be if you had all the free time you wanted? What kinds of special events would you attend? Thank you. So as you read those, what comes up for you, Sue? What 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 is the envision? Not that anything has to happen, but simply what could happen. But what comes up for you? Well, this was one of the things that I was intending this year was to create more free time and I was, I guess, being a little selfish and creating more free time for myself. But reading this, I was like, well, how fun would it be to actually create some vacation time and experiences with with friends? Um, haven't done that in a long time. So I was just kind of envisioning going on a, on a vacation and planning a trip. And I have an event coming up this year, my graduation. So maybe tying and just, I've been thinking about this. Uh, I haven't actually said it out loud, but creating a special event around that when um, my, when Michael's going to come and visit and just creating a vacation from that event. So just that's something that um, I'm looking forward to, but I think after reading this, um, thinking of writing it down and just kind of pulling together how I want that to be. And it's exciting to think about that, to actually plan something and to go somewhere, you know, do something with people I care about. And when you talk about it feeling exciting as you're talking about it, what what are you noticing physically? Um, just like an energy in my heart area and my chest, just feeling like a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah. Because I've I had that experience in the past, just haven't had it recently. So I think I'm tying back to a happy experience that I've had in the past um, with sharing a relaxation time with friends and family. So I think that's kind of coming up for me. Okay. So if you were to get even more specific, and we're just playing with possibilities, right? Sure. Yeah. But if you can get even more specific, what would you like to create around your graduation? What would you like to create around uh, friends and family and travel? I heard a few things mm. uh, mixed in there. So yeah. what, what comes up for you? I, I want to take advantage of where I am and what's available to me. And I really have put off traveling throughout California to like the national parks. Um, so I really would love to go to Yosemite or the Redwoods or, or, or plan something like that, um, specifically in something in nature that that feels good for me and it's a way to reconnect. And yeah, so I think it's kind of been in the back of my head for a long time and I've actually kind of beat myself up about not exploring more what's available and around and I'm not going to blame you know, the pandemic on, on me 
kind of isolating, but that was definitely a contributor to not really traveling as much as I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I think that there's some roadblocks now that have kind of gone away and there's an opportunity for uh, Michael to come visit and take advantage of that and him being here and us your exploring. son Yeah, my son. Yeah, my other son's yeah here, so... <laughs> yeah so i'm glad you mentioned the pandemic because briefly i want to say that i believe the pandemic was a time of hibernation for many of us for good reason and a lot of contraction and in coaching and in a visioning exercise we're actually challenging that and saying what would really feel expansive What is it that would really feel like it would kind of break me free from my hibernation and allow me to just go for it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah
I guess, a request to, to her friends to think about a word that represents 2023, that they mm -hmm. want to hold as an intention for 2023. And for some reason, the word play, P-L-A-Y, came to mind. So I wrote her back and I said, play. <laughs> and she was like all excited and, and, you know, she knows that I oftentimes take myself way too seriously. What? <laughs> you don't know that about me, of course. No. <laughs> We've only known each other almost 40 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. It keeps on growing somehow. It's fantastic. Um, but, but the idea that I came up with around free time is, is that it has to have an element of play in it play and humor really and whether it's at home and playing with the dog or just hanging out and and being with friends that's kind of like a small p play mm -hmm. and then what you were talking about is to me is like a big p play it's like really planning something special mm -hmm. and coming up with something that is is really kind of outside the box that, that maybe you you want to do or you've thought about doing, but you haven't done yet. And I was thinking, and I haven't talked with you about this yet, but I, I really want to go back to Eastern Massachusetts mm -hmm. to see our friends. I do because, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw them a year and a half ago and it was fantastic. And I had this idea when I saw them that I wanted to go back every year. And unfortunately it didn't happen in 2022, but it's part of my play, right? There's yeah. something about being with old, old friends, not <laughs> that old we, in age, of that course. That we used to play with, you know? Exactly. So it ties right into that, yeah. Exactly, right. So, so let's let's it, play that. Let's play that. <laughs> right. And, and humor, right? I mean, because it's a very particular kind of humor when we kind of grew up together in college. Mm -hmm. and And so in terms of free time, family time, friend time, I, I just don't want to hesitate anymore. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe the first week of September. I'm thinking maybe just a few days. I haven't quite figured out how many days. But I I would love to just go back and have that opportunity to, you know, to just be there. Yeah. In a way, it doesn't matter what I do. It's more just hanging out and having that chance to catch up again. Because that's really what felt so special uh, yeah, that two years ago. Like, that sounds really fun. I'd love to be a part of that. Well, yeah. we I just saw a conference uh, in September in Massachusetts. I think probably the same one you went to before. But uh -huh. I was like, oh, maybe I should do that and hang out and visit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's conferences can be a wonderful excuse to, to visit people. Right. I, yeah. I know I try to go to locations that are around people that I enjoy. Um, yeah, I, like I mean, that. nothing against Wichita, Kansas, but I don't know anybody there. So um, yeah, I crossed that one right up. <laughs> yeah. Although I did go to a conference in St. Louis a few years back and people were just super friendly there. Oh, that's cool. So we yeah, never you just know. Don't know. You just right. don't know. Oh, right. That's wonderful. Yeah. So that's just a little bit about how I look at the visioning um, in terms of free time, I, I also, in general, want to make sure I, I don't short um, circuit my free time. You know, like last last year, 
um, I actually had a lot of um, time off, partially because I had a medical issue and partially because I, I just was traveling and, and doing various things, both personally and professionally, which was great. I really found out that I can miss a certain number of weeks. Like I used to think, oh, if I if I have too many weeks off, it's, it's just going to be catastrophic. Something awful is going to happen. And I'm really fortunate that at this point, nothing catastrophic happened. And I don't imagine that happening. But instead, I, to give myself that that freedom, right, to, to play, to laugh, to have the downtime, whether that's away from home or a staycation, like I took this this holiday season. Right. Yeah. Again, it comes down to like giving yourself that permission and knowing that you can let some things go. You know, like this past two years with me being in school, I kind of felt tied here a little mm -hmm. bit because I couldn't sure. really, I had, a, I had a small leash of uh, opportunities to be able to go away. But I understand what you're saying is feeling like, what's going to happen when I leave? And, you right. know, how can I really get off the grid? But what a right. great feeling that must be when you allow yourself to do that. And I'm looking forward to those days for sure where I can just not bring my laptop with me. <laughs> Well, don't forget to check in with me on that because I, I would love to see you take more time for yourself. Okay, I will do that, I promise. Yeah. So just a reminder that, that visioning is not about locking yourself into anything, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, it is, it's actually supposed to be a fun exercise to create limitless possibilities and, and just see where the energy takes you. Right. And as I mentioned before, I've been doing this exercise for many years and it's really a touchstone for me, um, for where I am and for where I want to go in terms of, uh, hopefully moving forward in my life. So again, letting your heart speak and, and truly exploring what you want and what you desire is at the core of the visioning exercise. So no, that it's really a way to give yourself the freedom to be curious and the freedom not to judge yourself in any way. If you can, it's not easy, but being <laughs> curious and non-judgmental is part of the process. So once you've completed it, find someone that you trust. And when you share it with somebody, you're already expanding the possibilities just by sharing it out loud. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully you and our listeners can enjoy the process and, and, and see where it takes you and just allow that for the freedom of, of whatever it is that, that your, your future might hold for you really. It's exciting. And I really like it because some ways it's quite simple and straightforward and in other ways it's quite profound and liberating. I've always found it really liberating. I, I love that word because mm -hmm. I can be rigid with myself. I can get into the idea of supposed tos quite mm -hmm. a bit. And this is not about rigidity or supposed tos, right? So yeah, I, I think emotional flexibility and really digging deep and, and seeing what your gut, what your heart, what your soul has to tell you is, is really what, what it's all about. 
So I certainly wish you and if our listeners choose to do this exercise, you know, meaningful visioning. And, and like I said, find someone who's emotionally reliable for you, Hmm. whoever that might be, therapist, coach, a sponsor, friend, and, and make sure they're completely in your corner. So you have that love around you while you're expanding in this way. All right. That's wonderful. So thank you so much, Sue, for sharing what you've shared and I'm looking forward to holding the intention for your graduation. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, looking forward to doing this exercise. Thanks Great. for sharing it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. It's always so terrific sharing the time with my colleague and close friend, Sue Merlino, and discussing this really meaningful topic. If you are so inclined, please give us a five-star rating and be sure to subscribe and share my podcast with those who may benefit. I look forward to you joining us the next time. And don't forget to stay connected. Mm-hmm.